When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Chris Scheim, Ryan Garvin, Billy Lanny got you today on this chilly, chilly Saturday morning. We've had such a run of, like, beautiful weather, and now we're stuck with this 20 degree weather again. the great Lewis Black once said, this isn't weather, it's malaria. It's 60, it's 30, it's 20, and my balls can't take it. That's how we're starting Saturday's show. There you go. Good job, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, Billy, how are you today? What's going on, boys? Uh, it, there has been a lot of news that's come out over the week. We haven't had a chance to react together, so we're going to react to all of it uh, yeah. in today's show. Uh, we'll hit on the Bruins. We'll hit on the Celtics. We may even touch on the Patriots and Red Sox. Who knows? Um, but we're going to start here, Bruins, because there was a lot made of um, a certain idea that Wiggy had on our show I believe it was Wednesday morning. Is Wiggy setting the hockey dialogue for the city? Is that what I'm led to believe? Honestly, he might be. There is a chance Wiggy has begun setting the hockey dialogue in this city. This is remarkable. Good for Congrats to you, Jermaine. Was it an informative take or did he just let it fly? No, it was relatively informed. Though I may disagree with it, it was relatively informed. Ultimately, Wiggy's take was that the Bruins should trade Jeremy Swayman. Specifically because if you believe Linus Olmark is the guy, he's the number one guy. Swayman is probably your best and most expendable asset, theoretically, uh, at the trade deadline. And he wants to improve this team because Wiggy is very much in the camp, just like in the NBA. He wanted Kevin Durant. You, He wants to sell out for the best players he can get. Oh, I understand I it. I don't necessarily agree with it. I understand where he's coming from. Uh, and so I wanted to pose the question to the both of you. Would you, at this NHL trade deadline, trade Jeremy Swayman for a higher-end wing scorer, higher-end long-term defenseman of some kind? Oh, I'll take it. Uh, I, I respect Wiggy's opinion, but I don't trade him. I think the I think it's huge to have two quality goaltenders as the season winds down and as you enter the playoffs. It's a grind. Guy's going to be worn out. Guy's going to be tired. And if you can keep your goaltending position fresh, it's something you take advantage of. Uh, look, Linus Allmark has performed better than I think any single Bruins fan could have possibly anticipated that he was going to perform this year. I Agreed. might have famously said that I don't think this team was going to be very good this year. Yep. Uh, probably a last place team, and they've done nothing but prove me wrong. Uh, I looked opposite. at Linus Allmark's contract and said, wow, I really feel like you overpaid for a guy that put up average numbers in Buffalo, who has not really competed for anything in my lifetime. But... When I look at Linus Allmark and I look at the big picture for the Boston Bruins, I don't think it makes a lot of sense right now to trade 
uh, Linus Allmark for a uh, that, that is a Jeremy friend, or I'm sorry, J- uh, Jeremy Swayman for uh, a piece like that for a Stanley Cup run. That that is such a a franchise altering move, and I know Jeremy Swayman isn't really goaltender one right now, but. I think if the team is in a worse position than where they are, I think it, I think it's something I would consider doing. But as it stands right now, they're, first of all, they are so far ahead of the Western. Forget the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference. They're like yeah, the, 20 the, points ahead of any team, I think. The NHL champion is coming out of the Eastern Conference, unless it's Colorado. That's about the only Western Conference team I can see beating any of those powerhouse Eastern Conference teams right now. Right. And and I look at where they are in the in the Eastern standings, and I think they're 14 points up off the top of my head over uh, where anybody is in the Atlantic Division. I think if it was closer, I think if you really needed that push you would consider moving you know at the very least you'd consider moving jeremy swayman again the, i i love that i love this stuff this is such a machination of sports talk radio all the crap that the the people accuse us of doing making stuff up this is one of those things but i love the premise because it, i think it's a testament to where this team is right now where and the you idea kind is of right. screw around and and make a big wholesale move. I just don't agree with it. I think you're in a good position with these two goaltenders. I'm not starting Jeremy Swayman in the playoffs. I think Linus Olmark, it is his job to lose 100%. 100%. And when I look at where these guys are in the season, Linus Olmark has not played this many games in his career. Ever so in it, a single it, season. It still remains to be seen what kind of legs this man is going to have when the postseason starts, when they get down the stretch and they're playing, I mean, I'm sure their March schedule is ridiculous. Their March schedule is ridiculous every single year. It's just every other day. You have a such couple a back great backs, luxury. Like. And you saw it when I believe it was Tuka Rask and Anton Hudobin where you had a serviceable backup that you knew you could put in and your team would feel good about that. When playoff time comes, you're not gassing out your goaltender number one. You're not having Tuka Rask play. 50 games, 60 games. There's no Jason Tatum fatigue. Exactly. I I love the premise of it, but, man, I just I don't think it's the right time. I don't think this team, believe it or not, this team is in too good a place right now to make such a giant move like that, Sean. Yeah, the, so here's the thing. Wiggy's idea is right. In, in normally, and a team that's so close to a championship, and the Bruins are, in my opinion, the closest team in this town to a championship at this point mm-hmm. because they are just so damn good. They are dominant. At points. And it makes sense that you want to try and upgrade your team as best you can. And in order to do that, you trade your most, your highest commodity that's somewhat expendable. I understand the premise. I get it. It makes sense. However, I just think from the perspective of Linus Olmark has never played this many games ever in a season in his career and on top of that, he's playing the best hockey he's ever played in the in the history of his life. And so to just assume that it will, A, carry over into the playoffs and he won't suffer some kind of fatigue seems to be a little naive. And on top of that, I hate to use the word, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles in football have done a really good job of this in the past where they look at it from the quarterback perspective and it's like, okay, one injury derails our season. We don't want to allow that. So what do they do? They draft Jalen Hurts and eventually you could you trade Carson Wentz, you sign Jalen Hurts to a long-term deal and there's your starting quarterback for the future. So I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Olmark and Swayman, but there's still that chance. And Swayman's on cheap money. Like, you're paying him less than a million dollars right now. It's like... I don't even know if it's 900000 Yeah, So here you're paying him $925,000 right now. He becomes a restricted free agent in the offseason. If you are going to trade Jeremy Swayman, in my personal opinion, it comes at the end of the season, in the offseason, because when you are a playoff team making a run for a cup, you want to maximize the depth of your team. Injuries happen in every sport to every team. They are unavoidable. The best teams, the teams that end up winning titles, are the teams that can suffer the least injuries just by pure luck or the teams that can overcome injuries because of the depth they have. Now, if the Bruins maintained this goalie depth by having Jeremy Swayman and not Keith Kincaid as the freaking backup, you allow yourself the opportunity that if something goes wrong, you can still compete. Jeremy Swayman goes and shuts out the Nashville Predators. Keith Kincaid is not going to come in in a playoff game and shut out the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's right. not going to happen. No, there's no chance. And uh, you alluded to it. It's four, I think, I'm sorry, look, at 39 uh, games started, <clears throat> excuse me, is the career high for Linus Olmark right now. He did that last year. And I look at him, and, and I'm interested in what you guys think. Like, 
Lena's Allmark really, really kind of slapped me upside the head with how good he is playing this year. Because I didn't believe, nobody, I did nobody not saw believe this that he had this in him. But I'm wondering, what's the middle ground for him? Because if you get to the end of the season, regardless of outcome, and you're going, all right, we realistically can't have... Well, I'm losing it today. We, realist, <laughs> we realistically cannot have two goaltenders like this. I mean, one guy has to be established. And Jeremy Swayman, I went into this season thinking, this is the franchise cornerstone he looked so good in his debut he looked he's been good when he's been in I thought for sure this was going to be the guy and again why are we paying Linus Allmark all this money well man it looks like a steal now doesn't it but that's still five million dollars against your cap and that's a lot of money in hockey so I don't know if you're at a point at the end of the season regardless of how this all plays out and this is the you know proverbial last dance for this team that you go okay we got to figure out some money stuff right now. You know, the number one priority, uh, I don't know, re-sign David Posternock. Yes, please. Re-sign right. David Posternock. And if there's $5 million in the way of making that happen, then listen, Linus, you've been solid, man, but I would much rather have David Posternock at 11-5-12 going forward. But I, it just, I go back to what is Linus Olmark? He's, he's basically put up the best numbers in, in hockey. He's an all-star. But his body of work doesn't support uh, the the idea that this is who he is going to be going forward. Yeah, but you're going to ride the hot hand, right? Right. Right, exactly. So I'm with you. No, I'm sorry. He is, Linus Olmark, 100% is starting in the playoffs when we get there in, you know, the next 40 freaking years. It's just hard to believe that he's going to, it's just hard to believe that he's going to maintain this, I guess, is the the question. But that's, again, why it's good to keep Swayman. Yeah. Because Uh, it it allows him to rest. It allows him to, and, and. you have like the one of the best safety nets in the league. You have the best. You have the best safety have, net in the you league. You have a you legitimate I mean? starting goaltender in the NHL as your backup goalie. It's exactly. a luxury. Exactly. It's I'd a great luxury for this team. Worry about it at the end of the season. Yeah, and so I, I think we're all kind of on the same page here. We don't want to trade Jeremy Swayman, but there was someone actually on this station who did. I made a joke Thursday morning that Jeremy Swayman gives up some cheapies every once in a while. I didn't say it's a bad thing. The Bruins still tend to win, but every once in a while, he kind of lets up a soft goal. Now, Mike Milbury called me an idiot, and then he went on to say this about trading Jeremy Swayman. If you believe that Olmark is going to continue on this path and you, you want to make a huge splash, uh, then you have a chip that's not going to hurt you in your present run to a Stanley Cup in Swayman. If you want to get somebody that's going to make an immediate impact and maybe a guy that's going to make an impact for the future you're going to have to give up a, a solid asset and right now he's a very solid asset he's he, i'd hate to let him go but you, you if you really want to make a charge at this thing you have to put him in the the bag of assets that you're willing to discuss you have to put him in the bag of assets yes the bag I, of asses yeah the bag of assets that's what i heard i i it was it was shocking to me that Wiggy and Milbury were on the exact same page. Wiggy literally got up and walked out of the room because he felt so accomplished about himself, which good for him. Take the show off. It it was just literal victory lap. So I think think there's some plausibility to the idea. I don't think Don Sweeney does it. Just because if you look at the body of Don Sweeney's moves right now, he has made low-risk moves with an opportunity for high reward. Mm -hmm. They saw Linus Olmark. They saw a lot of potential in his ability, but he had never really gotten an... uh, you know, a really good opportunity on a good team uh, because he played in Buffalo and he wasn't starting a lot. So they gave him a relatively uh, way more expensive than we expected, but not overly expensive deal, especially if he's going to play like this over the next two years at five million bucks a year. Right. So you look at this great move. You look at the Pavel Zaka move. Awesome move for just the longevity of the way David Pasternak has played. Zaka's contributions to this team have been awesome, and now that guy gets a contract extension. Good move. You look at the Lindholm move. Great move. He got the McAvoy contract done. Sweeney has been absolutely crushing it. And so... It's so annoying. It's so obnoxious. It is crazy how his hit rate right now, and when you listen to the rumors right now uh, across the NHL for trades and everything like that, it seems as though he is turning over every stone 
expensive or not, but they seem to be more interested on the lesser expensive players. The guys like Ivan Barbashev yep. in St. Louis, who, by the way, St. Louis just dealt Ryan O'Reilly, so they're clearly yeah, in a selling Tor- mode. Toronto's trying to beef up again. Yes, Great. and so see, they're clearly in a selling then. mode. Montgomery has a relationship with Barbashev, so there's that opportunity. Guys like Luke Shen, the D- big-ass defender out of uh, Vancouver, like there's an opportunity there, and so I think those are the stones that you're going to see end up coming through, and Don Sweeney should make a move for one of those guys. They should not do nothing. And so I just I don't believe Don Sweeney has it in him or wants to trade Jeremy Swayman at this moment. No, and, and the, this Bruins team historically has been let down by lack of depth, especially when it comes to your blue line guys. I mean, Charlie McAvoy being like emergency flown into Carolina for like a game six or a game seven or whatever the hell it was when he was sick is a testament to that. And the thing that I keyed in on, first of all, I don't, I doubt strongly. Look, I agree that that Don Sweeney is probably overturning every stone as far as what he could do to help this team. I doubt strongly that there is legitimate discussion of trading Jeremy Swayman. This is fun for us. I enjoy this topic, but the thing that Mike Milbury said that that I keyed in on is the moves that you can make for the future. And, Shime, you mentioned it. with Hampus Lindholm specifically bag is... Bag of asses. Yes, for the bag of asses that you can acquire <laughs> for a nice, deep Stanley Cup run, I would trade Jeremy Swayman for a bag of asses. No. Um, the Hampus Lindholm move, I had to look back and go, how did that happen? What was the form of this? You gave the Boston Bakken Bruins, Island. you traded a first-round draft pick, a second-round draft pick in 2023, a second-round draft pick in 2024, John Moore, and yes, Oro Vakanainen. And John Moore was literally just, I think, to he make the money work. because seventh defense. He played like three games. You know, he was fine. He was a fine player, and you moved he in. He was older. And you ended fine. up getting Hampus Lindholm, who, again, him and Charlie McAvoy, and, and I think, in my opinion, Jeremy Swayman, David Postrock, you build around these guys, 100%. and that's exactly what Don Sweeney did. So for all the slack I gave him in the offseason, that move point indicates to me, oh, he can do this. And he even- can absolutely bring in guys and not kill yourself. Like, what great young prospect are the Bruins going to be missing out on if you make a move for, for a higher-end defensive uh player. So I look at it too and and so the higher end defensive player to me that's on the market right now would be a guy like Jacob Chikrin. 5 million. And I and it's I don't think he doesn't even cost Jeremy Swayman. With Jacob Chikrin though. Like Arizona's like well, we Arizona want 13 first round picks for this guy. Like he's fine. I think he would fit well with this team. The money sucks, but my God, Arizona's been holding on to this guy like he's the only asset they have and like trying to milk every single thing from him. And so my guess is, unfortunately, so it would be I, the Bruins. My my assumption would be the Bruins would probably have to give up like Brandon Carlo, a first round pick, a higher end prospect than Urho Vakanainen. Yeah, Carlo's making over four million dollars, so you would have to throw in like a John Moore equivalent to make the money work. Yeah, and so it's, and I don't even know if I'd be willing to do that. Like, why would you move on? You're, like, you're trying to bolster your defensive, uh, your your, yeah, your so, D line, so you move Brandon Carlo. Like, well, so it doesn't the theory, make sense. The theory, well, it it does in some regards because the theory would be that Brandon Carlo gets hurt a lot. He deals with the concussions. You don't want to have to end up paying him even more long term by Tom Wilson that's not his fault I I know it's not I'm not saying it is I'm just saying that he has a history with concussions he's had more than just the Tom Wilson one and so you would get you would actually get a slightly younger and equally if not more talented and so then you'd kind of build around three defensemen instead of just two but regardless I I think it's in play 617-779-7937 if you want to get on with us 37937 if you want to text into the show uh we're gonna get to Celtics coming up next here after we get you caught up with trending your home of the Sox now here's what's trending on WEEI the Bruins return home to face the Islanders tonight. Puck drop at five. The Bees get a boost in the lineup. Jake DeBrusque finally returning to action. He's been out since January 2nd with a leg injury he suffered during the Winter Classic. To make room, the team has assigned Jacob Lauko to Providence. I thought Lauko was playing pretty good, too. Celtics return to action on Thursday against the Pacers. Jason Tatum will participate in the three-point contest at All-Star Weekend tonight. Tatum was the runner-up to Steph Curry in 2021. In other NBA news, Hall of Fame finalists were announced, including Spurs head coach Greg Popovich, Paul Gasol, Becky Hammond, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, and D. Wade. 
The Patriots announced that special teams ace Matthew Slater will be returning for his 16th season in New England. The longtime captain has played in the second most games in franchise history, only behind Tom Brady. And staying in the NFL, Eric Bieniemy has been hired as the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator with the Washington Commanders. Got to get out of that big shadow of Andy Reid. Bieniemy spent five seasons with the Chiefs and won two Super Bowls. And in Red Sox news, pitcher Brian Bayo has been shut down for a few days due to forearm tightness. This according to manager Alex Cora. Cora said the team is very confident Bayo will be back pitching on Monday. That's what's trending. We'll be back with the producer show next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. He's a really good coach, and he outstanding leader. You know, I think he's done a, a great job right from the get-go. As far as the timing of it from the standpoint of this is, I want to give them the opportunity, you know, to finish the regular season strong, you know, hopefully the postseason strong, and and not be, you know, in, in a cloud of uncertainty. This is the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Chris Scheim, Ryan Garvin, and Billy Lanny with you up until 9 o'clock when Ken and Curtis will take over. That right there was Brad Stevens talking about Joe Missoula and removing the interim tag from him. He is now the official head coach of the Boston Celtics. The Celtics also have no uh, relationship whatsoever anymore with Ime Udoka. He's free to go about his business elsewhere, uh, go sign with the Nets if he wants now. Um, and so it was an interesting move earlier in the week. When this happened, it happened, of course, at like 10.15. So, you know, right in the middle of your show, Billy. So I think you're happy about that. Yeah, it was nice. Everything we had planned just right out the window. <laughs> but those are the those are the all best right. days in radio, I always think. Oh, yeah, they are. They're hectic, you, you, but you work You work all morning to prep something and get it all organized, and then one little news thing drops, and yeah, that's all right. Audible. Exactly. And so it was, it was, this, it was this really kind of odd-timinged move. We've been saying for months now, like, why don't they just take the tag off this guy? Others have been saying, no, just keep it on him all year. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He's the head coach of the team. Uh, I guess I, I guess I find myself here confused because if Tatum was okay, like, I, of course they're gonna. I feel like Tatum okay's this. I feel like Brad has to okay this. I feel like Wick has to okay this. Why now? Why randomly right before the All Star break? Why not? I don't know, before Christmas. Did Brad know, say cloud of uncertainty? Yes. Where, I, where, where does, does that come from? Where, where exactly does that come from? The team's in first from? place. Am I wrong? Uh, I think he means no, you're not wrong. The team is, in fact, in first place. Good job by you. More in the sense of the coach. The coach thinking, like, all right, what are they doing? It's that feeling of, okay, maybe I still am replaceable. 
Maybe it's more of that way he did it, the way he put it, like the uncertainty that Missoula felt as opposed to how, what they felt. In a cloud of uncertainty. Well, that I would say not a great job by the Celtics brass of, of getting your head coach where he's supposed to be then. I mean, I was, I had to look it up as far as where the team was last year compared to where they are this year. Last year, I, I already forgot what it was, but they were... 30, like 38 and 20 something. They were not they were at the hovering stretch. around 500 at, and, at New Year's. That, that was because they were able to pull themselves out of a dismal October, November, December. Um, and as they stand right now, they're 42 and 17. Um, I guess the question that I'll pose is does that have anything to do with Joe Missoula? Not. I shouldn't say it like that, but I okay, I'll rephrase it like this. How much of their success compared to last year is indicative of how good Joe Missoula is at being a coach? Because I don't think it's really anything noticeable. Yeah, so last it's the team. The team is good. You've got an MVP candidate. Jalen Brown, it, to me, is minimum all NBA third team. Yeah, so this team was 34 and 26 uh, yeah, at the All-Star that, break last year. Shout out Joe Braverman. Good job. Thank you. Joe. Um so it it's weird. I, I think you're right. I, I think a lot of this is just the maturity of these guys in this team together, right? Last year they didn't really know what they were doing the first half of the season. They were kind of all over the place. They figured out their roles. They had a set kind of structure, it felt like, in that second half of the season. And they didn't lose back-to-backs. And they dominated the second half of the season. They dominated through the playoffs and into the finals where they ended up losing to the Warriors. And this year, it has been domination from day one because they know exactly what they are. And I feel like a lot of them have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They don't... They, they see what they did last year. They see themselves losing to Golden State, and it gets in their heads, and they're like, screw this, we're better than that. We should have won that series, and that's what they're doing this year. You could have put me as the head coach of the Boston Celtics this year, and I still think they'd have 40 wins. I think yeah, I think you're right about that. I, and I know I've never – I played organized basketball for one year in my entire life, won a championship. Good job for me. But regardless, it's – this team is so good good they're well structured they're well built there's leadership they understand their roles the all the, the studs are playing like studs Derek White's now playing out of his mind Malcolm Brogdon might be the sixth man of the year like Brad building this team was far more impactful than what Joe Missoula had brought to this team yeah 100% so one left uh the second half of the season, the team found their identity. Stevens added a couple pieces, and I think to you know what Ryan said, you know Adoka had a lot to do with it. A lot with those guys finding out who they were in the finals, who they were in the second half, and Missoula just kind of has the blueprint and just like, okay, I can't, I, I, I shouldn't screw this up. It's impossible to screw this up. So he's able to get his personality in there without it really taking away from what the team built last season, what the team dealt with in the finals, and what they're doing so far. The timing of it is the question mark. Is it does it so that Missoula doesn't go into the All Star break getting questions about the label? Is it because the team finally came to an agreement with whatever it was with Udoka? Well, you know I, what I mean. So I, I think mean, it's that, gonna, it's, it's just, I think it's just the way everything kind of just timed out is why, why we're questioning. We're not questioning removing the label. That isn't the thing. It's basically it just how it happened. Like, here's the All Star break. Missoula's traveling out there with the team. Missoula's going to be taking questions, and Udoka's situation is wiped from the books. Whatever that is, I don't know if it was a settlement, if it was if it was just a mutual potting of the ways. But I think those two things came at the same time, and it's like, all right, well, we might as well do it at this point. Not that I ever thought that they thought Udoka would be back. I assumed he was just done from the get-go. I assumed it was all crossing T's, dotting I's, and how we disconnect from this relationship. And then once they got all that squared away, we got a little break here. Let's get it. Let's focus on the second half and move forward. Yeah, the Missoula situation feels very 90s Cowboys to me for the older generation out there. Yeah, I'm going to make a, a an NFL analogy for you. Go Jimmy John, Jimmy Johnson leaves the Cowboys and leaves the Cowboys with this stacked team, a very well-structured organization. All Barry Switzer has to do is come in and win the Super Bowl. Like it's it's one of those situations. It's even similar with Mike Tomlin, right? Bill Cower sets up the Steelers, puts them in a really good position to win a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin can come in. What happens? They go on and they end up winning a Super Bowl a couple years later. Like it's just certain guys fall into structure that's already been built and already been established. Like Steve Kerr taking over when Mark Jackson got fired. 
Were they winning titles with Mark Jackson? No, they weren't. But the team was basically ready-made by the time that Steve Kerr sure. came in there. You what had... about Luke Walt when he interned when Kerr had the back injury? That's another It's another though. one. He ended yeah. up, I, I don't even remember what the, the record was, but he was well over 500. And, you know, an argument could be made. That's how he ended up getting a job, I think, with the Sacramento Kings at that point. That was point. like 24-2 and two or yeah. something. Yeah. Some, like some teams are just really, really good. And the Celtics happen to be in that Walk category. Walk out there with your whiteboard and your, you know, your markers and your, your bubble gum or whatever the hell you got as a coach and, and just let your pros be pros. Managed personalities. I think it's, Bingo. again, I, I really hone in on Brad Stevens saying we didn't want any level of uncertainty. Well, I again, I don't think Joe Missoula was in a position to lose the job, mainly because, and I think it was Wick with uh, you guys, Shime said, it was uh, more of a battlefield commendation. Like, he just happened to be the best suited at the time. It wasn't something that they were necessarily planning for. But I truly believe that if they had plugged in, if it was Damon Stoudemire and Joe Mazzulla was his assistant, I think you have the exact same, same result. result. So, yeah, because I, I have a question. So you're removing the interim tag on Mazzulla. He's your head coach. Assumably, because the Celtics are having a good season, they're going to win a playoff series or two, hopefully a few, and, and get to the to the NBA Finals and mm-hmm. maybe even win. Who knows? But regardless, it probably lines up that Mazzulla is your head coach next year. What does Joe Mazzulla do well? That's my point. I don't know. That's, I don't know. And, and that, I think that's that's the toughest part about this is it's I not handle the media with class and grace. He's definitely not failed that, that on every freaking account that he's the had only, the opportunity to fail it on. The only thing that I've even heard that he does well is just like talk to the guys. Because he is, he's he's younger than Al Horford. Of course, he's able to talk to the guys. Like he is, he was a dog in in college. I get that. Like blah blah blah. Cool. He's got that dog in him. Good for him. Uh, but like, of course, he's able to talk to the guys. He's like thirty two. He's my age. It's when, easy to talk to guys that are your own age. We asked Scout because I, I can't remember who had the uh, the the initial tweet, but there was some ridiculous exchange where like he went into the locker room and did a somersault for Marcus Smart. I was like, "Bitch, you can't do that!" and left. And we asked Scal about it, and Scal gave this like weird hodgepodge answer of like, "Like, is he just quirky? Like, what what motivates Joe Mazzola? What makes him tick?" And Scal, even I, I've listened to the answer so many times, and I still don't understand what he was trying to say. But it was something to the effect of like, you know, he he likes life. You know, he's he's, he's an intense guy. He's a different kind of guy, and and I just I look at him. I get a lot of Eddie Bravo vibes, and if you don't know who Eddie Bravo is, he's a very famous jiu-jitsu practitioner who also like famously believes that like the Earth is flat and that the pictures of the Earth from space are all fake CGI. So he's Kyrie Irving, like I no 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 no, no. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, I take is more of like you know there, there's a, almost a level of like maliciousness when it comes to oh, Kyrie. Okay. I just think that Joe Missoula is sort of like a different bird. Like I think he gets like in like I, and again this is baseless. This is how I interpret it from from what Scal said, but I just like, like, I think he's like a conspiracy theory guy. I think he likes to practice different things outside of his comfort zone. And in that, maybe he is good for this team. Maybe he does kind of fit in, in that sense. But as far as like the coaching aspects, what does he do? Well, it's not called timely timeouts, which, and I say, I did not have a problem with that early on. I liked the idea. Your professionals, hey. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Al Horford, you should be able to figure this out, Marcus Smart. I don't have a problem with that at all. At least he was consistent with it, but right? now was- it's starting to impact the team negatively. It's starting to come to a point where it is, you know, one of the lone questions that he continues to be asked. To wrap all this up and put a nice little bow on it, I think it's great for Joe. I don't understand why the move needed to be made right now. I don't understand why he felt a level of uncertainty unless that was something that was being like back channel fed to him through the organization. There there would have been no sense in moving on. Like what he was going to get through the year. Mego brought up this point. Oh, it, you know, it, have, it would have affected them financially. Can anybody name for me in the history of any sport what player a team missed out on because the coach was making too much money? I'll wait. I don't think there's a single instance where, like, oh, we can't extend Jalen Brown. We got to pay more Joe Mazzulla. We made it to the finals, and we don't got any money anymore. That's not how it works. So, great for Joe. Look, it's my own thing, okay? You can love Joe Mazzulla. 
I don't think coaching and basketball matters. And damn it, if this year hasn't 100% proved my point, they're better than than where they were at this time last year with Ime Udoka. Okay, so I have another question. So Go we've ahead. seen Jason Tatum kind of take another step forward, right? He was really good last year. This year he has been MVP levels of good. 30 points a game, and, and that's MVP my, candidate. So he has been 30 points a game. Is that a result of just Jason Tatum's growth? Or is that a result of a Joe Missoula helping hand, a little bit of both, more Tatum, less Missoula? Like, I, it, you know what I mean? Is it? Does he have any impact on that? No, I think it's Tatum growth. I think Tatum already knows what he's doing. I think Joe Missoula again. He's just there. Yeah, you, you he's know, just he's there. just there. And he's the just the, he, it's, he's it's a the guy. Vacation of just being there, like. Yes, it's important to know your players. It's important to have some kind of sets, some kind of their offense is better than where they were with Ime Udoka. Their offensive efficiency has been like off the walls good so, all year long. Credit Joe, but again, but then their defense like, has been way worse than last head year. Head coach of the Boston Celtics, Billy Landy, would be able to pull this off. <laughs> I think I feel pretty confident right. in saying that. And by the way, it goes both ways as far as it's on the players for the good. I also point the finger square uh, at the players when it's the bad, when they're in the winter blahs and it's tough to get up for a game in Detroit or whatever dumb team that they have no business losing to that they lose to. I point the finger at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I point the finger at Marcus Smart and Al Horford. You guys are professionals. It shouldn't be on your interim, now permanent head coach to motivate you guys. You know what should be the motivating factor? That you lost in the finals to a team that you had every single right to beat. You should have already had Banner 18. This is the opportunity. They cannot allow themselves to get complacent. And if they do, that's not on Joe Missoula. That's on Jason Tatum. That's on Jalen Brown. Yeah, six one seven 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 nine. If you want to get in on the uh, Missoula Celtics conversation, we'll go to the phones right now. Uh, Will in Milton wants to talk Missoula. What's up, Will? Yeah, guys. So um, just jumping in on what you're saying. So if we think about this, right, we're saying Stoudemire could probably run the team, or any you know any one of those assistants that were under um, Eme or from the past, right? Right. Isn't that isn't that then? a reason why um, they – it's part of the reason why they want to invest in Missoula that it's more than just X's and O's. If that's the, if that's the, if that's the issue, then they would have said, well, now, you know, Stoudemire could do it or anybody else could do it. But they see beyond the X's and O's that this guy is probably a good leader of men, and we can't just poo-poo that, right? He's probably more than just an X's and O's. He knows how to lead this team. And nobody's saying this. Everybody's saying, well, you know, anybody could have brought them to this, you know, this this same record. But it's not true. All right, well, teams need a coach. Every I, team needs a coach, right? And they could have fell, fallen apart under him as well. All right, well, I appreciate the call. So I, I think that supports I think he, the point I'm making. I, so more. here's the thing, too, and I don't even know that he's a good leader of men. I believe he might be a good communicator with – this generation of NBA basketball players, that may be true, uh, but I'm not. St- I'm still not convinced that he is a like. He doesn't seem, at least to me, it does not feel like he is a great leader of men. Well, has there been any decline in in the team's performance? Like any like chunk of time where you're like, wow, they were really bad from here to here. Short of like, you know, the the doldrums that they would face after for whatever reason they play Golden State and just you know be mentally fatigued. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is there going to be any noticeable uptick if he's a great leader of men? And yes, every team needs a coach. I understand that. You, you can't just let these 20-somethings to themselves. Like, they need some level of guidance. Like, fine, whatever. Are we going to see a noticeable uptick in ability, in coaching acumen, in leadership of men, now that he is the permanent head coach. And to flip it on the other side, were we ever going to see a decline if he was still the interim head coach through the All-Star break into the spring? The answer is no. No, 100%. This was going to be the Joe Missoula that you had regardless of circumstances. But I still can't get over Brad Stevens saying that there was this air of uncertainty. Because I don't know who that's on. If it's on Joe Missoula, then I'd be like, dude, you've had the job for 10 minutes. All right? You haven't won 
anything, let alone to be addressing people in the fashion that you feel it's okay to address people. In I a mean, cloud of uncertainty. Jesus, Abby Chin <laughs> is a Celtics cheerleader with a microphone, yeah, she, and you're going to sit there and slap her around because you don't like her line of questioning because Sam Hauser hit a prayer and made you look good? Like, get out of here with that. I'm so over that crap with Joe Missoula. 617-779-7937 if you want to be in on the producer show this morning. We're, we got you up until 9 o'clock when Ken and Curtis take over. This is the WEI producer show with Shime Garvin and Lanny. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I mean, Brad's probably on the phone with every team, definitely every week during the season, just saying, who do you like? Who's playing well? Who do you like in our roster? You know, just and he files it away in that, like, his mental database, you know, so... That's just that. They, they, they talk all the time about everything. That doesn't mean a trade is proposed. And uh, Jalen's not going anywhere. And he knew that before the trading deadline because I told him personally. This is the WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI, Shime, Garvin, and Lanny got you right up until 9. That was Wick Grosbeck uh, on the Greg Hill Show Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday morning. It was uh, yeah, I, look at look it. I lose track of the day. It was I'm yesterday. Sorry. It's I, your own show. How do you not know? I, <laughs> His you own show yesterday. Cool. Everything kind of just melts it together. Runs, it all point. runs together, yeah, Joe, is the just, answer to it's that, like pain. man. Um, but so that was Wick on our show yesterday uh, talking about uh, Jalen Brown. Curtis asked a great question about the relationship with Jalen Brown, and Wick got into the whole, you know, agents throw out rumors, blah, blah, blah. But don't worry. No, no. I'm I not went, talking about contracts. I, that, 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 that's not for I the went and told Jalen personally that he wasn't getting dealt at the trade deadline. So that raises a couple questions for me. One. Why did he have to go tell him personally? Was there like actual rumors in the locker room? Was is this a um Belichick craft style possible divide where Wick's like, no, 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 we're not trading Jalen Brown, but Brad was actually considering it? Or was this just a good owner massaging the ego of one of his star players due to rumors on ESPN? Yeah, I I think it's the latter. I think, uh, look, 
full disclosure, I love Jalen Brown. I There was a very early portion of last year where I was willing to move on from Jason Tatum and keep Jalen Brown. Yep. Foolish, yes, I know. But I have never once looked at, you know, a Kevin Durant and been like, yeah, I'd rather have that guy over Jalen Brown. I just think it was it was the buildup of everything. Um, he's got a contract coming up in a couple of years. His name is constantly bandied about in trade rumors. He is always the piece. And one, I think it's more of a testament to where he is now as a player that Jalen Brown would be the key piece in bringing in a big name like and it's been for at least Kevin since the summer, Kevin Durant. And I think on a human level, that has to wear on you. Jalen Brown's going Damn it! What do I got to do to make people give a crap about me? I'm pu- I'm putting up better numbers than I was the year before that, the year before that, the year before that. I truly believe he is right now at bare minimum All NBA third team, and if he keeps playing well, that could jump up. You know, injuries withstanding because that's still something that's attached to him. Um, I don't have a problem with Wick turning around and saying, "Listen, this isn't happening." Brad Stevens should be making those phone calls. Whether he plans, he he should know the value of his team. He should know the value of of his players. He's doing his job around the league. I don't have a problem with that. And you know, it would be maybe kind of weird. I, look, I don't know the dynamics of this team, but if Jalen Brown's like, listen, Wick, hey, uh, what's going on? And Wick's like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. Don't worry about that. You know, I don't see it as like a Bill Belichick craft divide. I see it as Brad Stevens is doing his job, seeing and what he's not you could get for Jalen Brown. He's just out. He's just talking to guys. Oh, who do you like? Everybody seems to like Jalen Brown. Maybe that's just what's kind of coming out is that every other team likes Jalen Brown. They know Jason Tatum's untouchable. And they're like, well, we like Jalen Brown. And because Wick, to Wick's credit, he has been very consistent on this. He said before the season started, when those rumors about Durant were very, very. By the way, it wasn't everywhere. just a rumor like there were some talks with Kenny Atkinson as far as I know it didn't get that far yeah but the conversation was broached it was more than just hearsay BS like there there were talks of it happening obviously it didn't happen it never got that far it still came up though yeah and absolutely but it also those rumors that we heard could have also been a bit embellished and leaked by Durant's agent mm-hmm. to increase Durant's value and try and get other suitors. And so, uh, to, again, to Wick's credit, he has been very consistent on the fact that Jalen's not going anywhere. He said it before the season started on the Greg Hill Show. He then said it yesterday that he went and told him personally, no, 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 Jalen, you're not going anywhere. And so, because Jalen's also going to be due for a max contract soon, correct? Mm-hmm. So, it's... It, 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 to me, that's indicating that the Celtics are prepared to invest in Jalen Brown for the future. Yep, just proving to them that they are. Yeah. You know, and it comes back to it. Anytime there's a trade mentioned, no matter who the player is, Brown's the first one thrown Every out time. There. And you want to believe that the play when the players say, you know, we block out the noise, we don't listen to what people say, somebody's telling them. That's crap. Like, you know what I, I mean? Just, they, they, I can't oh, they, they know that. what we they say. They know what people say. And if, if they're not listening directly, they have somebody in there. You know, in this in a circle that's saying, "Hey, these people are saying this. These people are saying this." So I think it's good on Wick's part to just go up to him and just kind of put his mind at ease and like, "Dude, you're not going anywhere." And you've seen in the past those two like anything the media says gets into their heads. Yeah, and it's it's it. it I guess the more interesting thing is is why is Brad not the one telling this to Jalen? Why does it have to be Wick? Look, just, is Wick just we that hands on? We don't know that Brad never said that. I mean, True. He, Wick, just never, he Wick, never told us he did. Wick didn't go out of his way to say, you know, I personally told Jalen. Oh, but Brad also told him too. Like, that's not really on his itinerary of things to say, nor is it his place to say, well, this is the conversations Maybe, that are happening. Sure. Maybe just for Brad Brown, it's Jaylen. better to hear it from an owner. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the VP. You know what I mean? Like, look, and I'm not trying to say something here. Brad left the position as a coach for a reason. So maybe there might be something there where, all right, if I hear from you, I'll believe it, as opposed to if I hear from you, I'll believe it. Yeah. So maybe it's better like, look, Brad, I'll handle this one. Let me talk to him. We're fine. Because maybe, you know, maybe there's something, you know, Brad stepped down for a reason or they moved on from Brad for a reason or moved him up there for a certain reason. Maybe there was an issue with players. I don't know. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm just spitballing yeah. here. Right. There could have been something. So maybe it's just for Jalen, it's better for him to hear it from Wick as opposed to Brad, not meaning that Brad doesn't agree with what Wick told him. I think it's also a testament to where Jalen is as far as his standing in the his franchise status, goes. Like, Peyton Pritchard is not having these conversations with Wick Grossbeck. Sam Hauser is not good. No. Listen, 
look, Sam, you've been playing real. What's your name? Oh yeah, Sam. Uh, you're not having. You're, don't don't you worry, um, Frank. It's Sam. Yeah, or whatever, Bob. Uh, you're not being traded. Like, there's a certain luxury. There's certain luxuries, I should say, that you are afforded when you are a superstar in your franchise. I would know nothing about this. Nope. Point is, Jalen Brown absolutely has reached that state of. Yeah, you get to have a one-on-one with the boss man. The boss man owes it to you, Jalen Brown, to tell you that you're not getting any, uh, going anywhere. The boss man owes it to you, Jalen Brown, to know that you're probably going to get a Supermax and that you and Jason Tatum are going to continue to be the A1 duo the in basketball who should win multiple, multiple championships, okay? It's not the other way around anymore. It's... This is what Jalen Brown is owed after year after year of rumor and bullcrap and innuendo and all that other stuff. His name constantly being thrown around. These are the luxuries that you have reached, that you have earned because of your play, because of where you stand with the Boston Celtics. I don't have a problem with it. Thanks so much for tuning into the WEI producer show today. Yeah, yeah, them. Sorry, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) This has been the WEI producer show. I'm Chris Scheim, Ryan Garvin, Billy Landon with you every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. The Ken and Curtis show have got you next. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.